Welcome to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. This program is made possible in part by Tim Munson, a listener like you who's backing us on Patreon. Thank you. Visit our website at jabberaudio.com support to learn more or go to patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky. The following audio theater is rated ADPG, so parental guidance is suggested. There has always been a gray area between the just and the unjust, the lawful and the lawless, a nebulous region where the trappings of authority share little crossover with the course of justice, and where those who attempt to shine light into the dark recesses of power are often the least expected. July 2012. Poker player Jimmy Harmon and his ex-girlfriend Robin Freeman have uncovered a plot by an anonymous group of real estate investors in collusion with the Los Angeles County Assessor to fraudulently exploit an upcoming civil engineering project, a plot that has already had lethal consequences. So they buy property that'll benefit once the new bridge is built. Except that's not what they're doing. They're buying land that'll be worthless once the new bridge is built because it's all land the city will have to seize to actually build the damn thing. They get back fair market value, which thanks to faked property assessments is now, officially, in the city's own figures, 10 times what they pay. They'll make millions. Millions they're clearly willing to kill to protect. But their investigation is derailed when they are captured by a corrupt police detective named Malone. A deadly predicament averted by the timely intervention of enigmatic performance driver Eleanor Wallace. Three more fingers on that left hand, and I haven't started on his right. Jesus! Jimmy! Come on. Come on, we've got to move. Fast! Uh, Eleanor... Eager to assemble the last piece of the puzzle, Harmon plans to join an exclusive private poker game attended by the likes of film star Parker Wells and venture capitalist Anton Kreitzer, for whom both Harmon and Wallace have been working. You're going back to that poker game? What if Parker Wells is involved in this? Or Kreitzer? Anyone there? That's why I'm going. Finding information is why I joined in the first place. This is our best shot. But the night before the game, Harmon meets once more with Wallace, certain she knows more than she's let on, but also eager to connect on a more personal level. Jimmy, I told you before. Oh, I know. There are things you're not ready to talk about. But for now, let's just enjoy the Rose Garden till they kick us out. Then maybe we go somewhere cooler, finally get that long-delayed drink we keep dancing around. Jabberwocky Audio Theatre presents Quorum, The Gambler's Tale. Tonight's presentation, All That Glitters, Episode 9. Good morning. Eleanor? What's this? Stay as long as you'd like. Got business to attend to. What's that supposed to mean? 
Don't know what I expected, but waking up to Eleanor having left her own hotel room was pretty far down the list. Right next to waking up in Eleanor's hotel room in the first place. I'd hoped after our mutual respite she'd be amenable to sharing, but I guess she wasn't there yet. Part of me thought I should poke around while she was out, see if I could figure anything out. But uh, one, she's too sharp to leave clues lying around, and two, it'd be way too creepy, especially after, well, last night. That was unplanned, to say the least. Maybe not entirely unplanned, but uh, unexpected. But, uh, maybe that's not a bad thing. And suddenly that fantasy came crashing against reality. A reality I was none too eager to embrace. I didn't wake you, did I? Robin, uh, no, I just, uh... Yeah, no, I, I'm awake, I'm awake. Uh, what time is it? About 9.30. Listen, are you able to meet up? A couple more things I think we need to go over. Uh, yeah, uh, let me just take a quick shower. I'll come meet you. Coffee place near where you are, Pennyworth, serves a decent breakfast burrito. What, no Roscoe's? Thought that was your go-to breakfast place. What was it you used to say? Waffles are just pancakes with little squares on them? Uh, probably best I come to you. I, I'm at the Hollywood Roosevelt. I think I can be there by, say, ten? Roosevelt? Fancy. Thought you were sticking to cheap motels, laying low? Oh, I am. I, I mean, I, I was, but, uh, it, it, it's not my, um... Oh. Oh, I see. So I guess you, you were able to meet up with, quote, unquote, someone last night. I can't wait to hear all the details. Robin, I don't... Jesus, Jimmy, I knew you were going to talk to her, but I didn't think you'd... Whatever. See you soon. Way to go, Jimmy. Subtlety really not your thing. Even at this hour, the city was already sweltering. Really hope this freak storm they were predicting came in. Rain in L.A. in July. World turning upside down. Once again, I was reminded how tough it is to get around the city without my own wheels. Caught a ride at the hotel cab stand, made it to the coffee shop just a few minutes after I'd planned, and then stood in the heat a good five minutes before heading in. No idea what I could possibly say to justify myself. Robin, I... Just don't. I honestly don't know why I'm surprised. Hell, I flat out predicted it. Tell me you at least got her to give you something more about what's going on. Uh, not exactly... Thought we were doing pretty well. Clearly. Uh, but then she was gone this morning. Left a note saying she had business to deal with, but I, I don't know what. Forget it. Guess I'm the only one actually working to keep us from getting killed here. Robin, that's not fair. Isn't it, though? Just, whatever. I found someone in the DA's office I think we can work with. A guy named Alan Hill. Deputy in charge at the real estate fraud section. I think I met him at a presentation they did for us last year. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, and you think he's our guy? Only been in the office a few years, but something like this would be a big career booster. Like you said, ambition's a better motivator than trust. So, I guess the poker game tonight's still a go? I'll call the moment I learn anything. Then you can see this hill guy as soon as they open in the morning. Just don't give up too many details, in case they're watching. I want to make sure to get this guy hooked right away. Which means names. Not just for the Boyle Heights White Bluff scam, but the murders. I'll call them today, set up an appointment. And I'll be discreet, unlike some people I could mention. All right, second thing. I actually did find something else in the White Bluff Restoration Trust papers. An addendum to the shareholder list. Looks like they changed it just last week. Here. On the original filing, trustees are listed as Howard Becks and Charlie Crane. 
and shareholders are Peter Norman with 1,000 shares, Bex with 50, Crane with 100, and then a bunch with single-digit shares. But after the change, a bunch of Peter Norman shares were transferred to Bex and Crane. 400 shares each, leaving Norman with just 200 left. So Norman sold the bulk of his shares to them. But there's no note of a financial transaction, like he just gifted them. There's a note about for equitable compensation, but that could be just about anything. So that means... No, I I'm sorry. I, I have no idea what that means. Help me out here. Okay. Bex, Crane, and Norman set up the White Bluff Restoration Trust. Norman puts up the most cash, but isn't a trustee. Bex and Crane are calling the shots, at least officially. Bunch of other shareholders, but they don't make much difference. Maybe favors or just names to fill the roster make things look legit. Meaning Norman's just kind of a shadow investor? A shadow investor these other two have screwed over. If he doesn't know about this transaction, they make millions off these faked assessments. And come out way ahead while he ends up with squat. Not squat, but not what he should. Actually, given how much the assessments were jacked up, he'll come out ahead least a bit with the shares he's got left. So then, if they manage to keep it all secret, Norman still makes money, but doesn't make a stink because he has no idea how much more he would have made. Right. I don't know exactly how they do that. I didn't study financial fraud at William & Mary, but uh, if they cash out, do some kind of share buyback, I guess it's at least possible. So, yesterday you were trying to figure out if Anton Kreitzer was involved in all of this. What if he's the shadow investor? This Peter Norman guy. Then maybe he's not aware of what's going on. Right. Now, all of this is really just guesswork. A possible explanation. Seems to make sense, but we need to tie real, actual people to it. So, back to the poker game. Damn it, I can't believe I'm doing this. Here. Oh, what's in the bag? Your gun? Just take it. I've got a feeling. And yeah, I know better than to think I've got some psychic ability to predict the future, but if something does happen... It won't. If something happens, I just don't want it to be because I could have done something and didn't. This week has been pretty damned awful. But then I'm finally feeling good about something I've done, and first thing you do is rub my face in her. I'm sorry, Robin. Really, I am. I didn't mean to hurt you. It wasn't about that. I mean, yeah, I, I was upset, but I, I knew you were right, that we weren't going to work out together, and I was, well, I wasn't thinking about... You know, I don't want to talk about it. Thought I did, but I really don't. We've got enough to worry about. I know I wouldn't have gotten through all of this without your help. In a lot of ways, I think we make a good team, even if it isn't, you know... Robin, we do make a good team. I don't want to lose that, not, not all of it. We're going to have plenty of time later. After, we can try being friends. You said the other night that you were getting into local theater. Maybe we could see a show. You can even bring that Lauren guy. I kind of meant I was doing some theater. Oh, even better. I'll have to see a show sometime. Mostly improv. Or not. Hey, I thought you were being nice. It's a sliding scale. Robin went to gather everything and set up time with the DA, and I hit the bank, an out-of-the-way branch, to collect my bankroll for the game. Debated hitting my apartment to restock my bolt bag, but uh, not worth the risk just yet. So I washed a few of my things at a coin-op laundromat. Not dressed to impress, but at least I'd be presentable. Showed up just a few minutes before the game was scheduled to start. Didn't want to give anyone too much time to call any audibles before we began. And just as the storm finally hit. And hit it did. 
like the wrath of God coming to wash the cesspool of L.A. clean. Mr. Harmon, planning to move into the hotel? Uh, oh, the bag. I'm between residences at the moment. I do need somewhere to stay, but it won't be the Beverly Palm. It's out of my range. Here, allow me to help you with... Oh, my. What happened to your hand? It's a long story. I'd say it looks worse than it feels, but that'd be a lie. But I, I can still play, so long as I keep the fancy chip tricks to a minimum. Oh, am I the first one here? Yes, I'm a bit concerned. At first it seemed convenient, as one of my staff people didn't show. Took us a bit longer to set up. But do you remember Miss Boyd? Boyd? Oh, the one Ford was giving such a hard time. One thing she won't have to worry about anymore. Whoa, getting bad out there. Here, let me close the balcony door back up. I'm sorry. You were saying about Mr. Ford? Oh, you didn't... Ah, yeah. Ford shuffled off the mortal coil. I actually found the body. Well, I mean, not according to the uh, official record, since I You know had, what? Uh... Probably best I don't know. This wouldn't be connected to that odd request you made yesterday about aliases for some of the players? Uh, specifically Parker Wells. No. Well, maybe. At this point, I'm wondering just how separate all the conspiracies are. How much Parker's involved is anyone's guess. Enough clues pointing in his direction. His, Anton's, this guy Chambers. You don't mean Glenn Chambers, do you? You, you know Glenn Chambers? In passing through Parker. Wait, so Parker knows Chambers? Chambers put together the financing on an indie picture Parker shot last year. I think that's also where Ford and Parker met. Ford was an extra or something. Chambers ended up with an associate producer credit. So that's the connection. Kreitzer mentioned Chambers was interested in film financing back at his place the other night. But I didn't make the link to Wells. They were both there, but I didn't see them together. Of course, the credit wasn't in his reel. Ah, that's Parker now. Maybe he'll tell me where all of my players are. If you could excuse me a moment, Beth and Kelly will get you anything from the bar. Hello? I was wondering where everyone... Actually, he's the only one who's arrived. We're all... Okay. He wants me to put it on speaker. You're on. Jimmy, buddy, think we're going to have to call it. Bit of hoot, but you've served your purpose. <laughs> know what they say, don't do the same trick twice. You've just turned out more headache than we need right now. Uh, if if you didn't want me in the game, then why didn't Miss Florian invite me back tonight? I didn't bother to tell her. That's another thing. Uh, Margaret, uh, the game's going to be out of my place here on out. Keep things simple. Y you've done well for yourself, but we're not going to need your services anymore. What? Why the hell would... Why are you telling me this now? I've already paid for the suite, the stop. Things happen fast. A few of us were gonna have to bow out tonight anyway. Something came up, got me thinking. I did you a huge favor with this in the first place. How do you figure that? <laughs> Please, you're a barmaid. Here, I give you this great opportunity to be something more and- I have a degree. I graduated summa. And you're a barmaid. Ever since, you go nibbling away, taking home these huge tips. Tips should be mine, seeing it's my game, but hey, water under the bridge. You arrogant son of a bitch. I knew you wouldn't appreciate all I've done, so I guess we're done. Gotta head off to this meeting, apparently. Gonna take in the stars at 11 or some such nonsense. Tearing me apart! <laughs> anyway, good to know you're there, Jimmy. Some people been asking about you. What the hell did you do? You obviously pissed him off with... Whatever the hell you're on about. He goes and blows up my whole livelihood because of your- Listen, this is serious. Murder serious. I didn't have anything to tie Wells to that part of it all, but... Oh my god. We, 
We have to get out of here, right now. What are you talking about? I've got a whole- You don't understand. His comment about my being here, people asking about me, they're coming here now. Who? The killers. I've been laying low the past few days. I only came because I thought I'd get something out of that egomaniac Wales who came out bragging about how he's outsmarted everyone. And he just did it again. I fail to see how that's my problem. Because Parker said it openly. Hell, had you put it on speaker so everyone heard? He means to kill all of us. What? That's ludicrous. Why bother with all that talk if he was just going to kill us? One, stalling. Two, again, ego. Can't help it. Sees himself as a movie character, and the best ones are the villains. At least the ones with the best monologues. Jesus Christ. All right. Kelly, Beth, out now. Don't pack anything. Just leave it. We'll worry about that later. Okay, let's move fast. I need this. You know how to use that? Uh, point, shoot. Watch Die Hard a lot. Honestly, I'm usually at the other end of these things. Just... Don't point it at any of us, all right? Yeah, uh, we'll do. Okay, carefully. Nobody down the hall yet. Let's get to the stairwell fast in case they're coming up the elevator. Or maybe they took the stairs. Evening, boss. Boyd, where were you before? Listen, Wait, we have to. Get back! <laughs> Harmon, you there? Oh, come on out, you third-rate wannabe celebutant. No damn well this only ends one way. When you think this all has a happy ending, you really haven't been paying attention. Don't make it any harder than it has to be. Everyone, out the balcony! You're on the third floor! No choice! Move! Okay, okay. Awning on the first floor, but that's a big drop. See if you can climb to the floor below. Go, go, go! Wait, Margaret! Grab me that red tablecloth! What? Here, but why? You gotta drape it over the rail behind you. See if it'll attract our charging bull's attention while I hide off to the side here. Now go! <laughs> gotta say, this part I'm finally enjoying. Almost makes up for having to play kiss-ass little serving girl to all you self-righteous little prigs. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Whatever you need, sir. Almost. Honestly, don't know who's worse, those arrogant Hollywood suck-ups Wells and Ford, or you, glorying in your self-delusion about being oh so much more righteously noble. At least they're honest about their intentions. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Come on, come on. Oh, Jesus. You think you're so smart. Now, that Wallace, gotta give her credit. She is one killer driver. Killer? <laughs> Here I thought I was good behind the wheel, but her? Losing me not once, but twice. All due respect. Getting the drop on Malone to boot? Damn! But you, please, not anywhere near that lead. Tell the truth, you really do make this all too easy. Hello, Boyd. Really must have missed me. Believe me, I won't miss this time. Not again, Harmon. I don't know that I believe that. Maybe we need to take a leap of faith. Where are you? You all right? Pretty sure I busted my fingers again. Managed to direct myself close to the wall, hit that awning. Broke my fall, mostly. Boyd, uh, missed. Hang on, I'm climbing down. Is she... Seen enough dead bodies to be pretty sure about this one. Right angle next, a dead giveaway. Oh, here, get under what's left of this awning, out of the rain. Damn it. Boyd? What the hell is that all about? A mole. Spy for the crew behind a slew of murders lately. But why set someone up at your poker game? 
watching me, maybe? Was Saturday Boyd's first night? No, she'd been working here a few times. So, watching someone else? Kreitzer, or Wells, make sure he didn't run his mouth off about something. But why one of the staff? Why not another player? Kreitzer managed to get you in the game. And everyone at the table was keeping close watch. Something I figured out this past week? Nobody notices the hell. And she... Oh, I can't believe it. What? Over there, in the parking lot. Red Subaru banged up along the side. It's hard to miss. Car that tried to machine gun me down yesterday. Now I know who was driving. This is way beyond anything I've ever... And nefarious potters don't tend to fret the ones caught in their path. That's why I asked about aliases. These people are all using them. Charlie Crane, who now I'm damn sure is Wells. Howard Becks, Peter Norman. Howard Becks? That's not a poker alias. It's a Hollywood one. What? I started to tell you before. In this town, everyone reinvents themselves. Marion Morrison becomes John Wayne, not just actors. Steven Soderbergh, the director, uses the name Peter Andrews when he's working as a cinematographer, and Marianne Bernard when he's editing. In this case, when someone with a name in real estate wants to make a new name as a film financier, Glenn Chambers becomes Howard Bex. Holy... Parker Wells' new movie, the one Chambers, or Bex, helped finance, is a sequel to The Cabin Presets, bringing back the Charlie Crane character 15 years later. Don't know for sure about the name Peter Norman, but Anton Kreitzer's middle name is Peter. And one subject he's talked about in several of our games is his late wife, whose maiden name was Norman. That's it, then. That's exactly what I needed. Listen, I'm still target number one for these guys. Boyd had a partner, a killer named Malone, crooked cop, psycho who did this to my hand. May still be out there. Well, I I've got to run. You might be safe for the moment, but you may want to consider getting out of town. I've got some contacts in New York. That's looking pretty good right about now. What are you doing? Bitch tried to kill me. I'm taking her goddamn car. Howard Becks is Glenn Chambers. Hell, I bet there's a note on IMDb to show it. Between that, the Crane Connection, and Kreitz's wife's name, we're pretty solid. Oh, uh, and you were right about the game not being safe. What? What happened? It's a long story. More bullets flying through the air. What? No, I'm okay. And nobody hurt. Not badly. Well, other than the shooter. Malone's partner, the one who chased us yesterday. And my fingers are messed up again. Jesus. Were you at least able to find out if Kreitzer knew about the plan? Or who arranged the killings? No, those I still don't have any idea about. I think that narcissist Wells may have given something away. I just can't put my finger on it. One of my good fingers. What did he say? Something about a meeting. Taking in the stars at 11. I mean, it's 11 o'clock, probably, but taking in the stars? I mean, this town, that could be anything. Meeting at the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, some awards event, uh, one of the wax museums. And then I think he made some kind of crack. Said that line from The Room, you know, that, that, that weird little cult film. You and your movies. What line? Tearing me apart. He said it just like that. Wait a second. Stars. Jimmy, you're an idiot. Gee, thanks. The line's not from The Room, not originally. It's from Rebel Without a Cause. Wells didn't mean they'd be seeing movie stars. He meant literal stars. What? Oh, crap. Phone's dying, and the charger's in my bolt bag back at the hotel. Oh, double crap, along with all my money. Quick, Robin, what did you mean? Rebel Without a Cause. James Dean, the statue at... Robin? Robin? Damn it. What the hell was she talking about? A statue? What? <laughs> Wait. That's it. 
I am an idiot. Griffith Observatory is about as Hollywood as it gets. Not just a great view of the eponymous sign, but it's been showcased in countless movies. Helps where the Terminator first arrived. But the most famous of those was Rebel Without a Cause. James Dean's second film died a month before it was released. Big enough a connection that they put a memorial on the grounds. Common knowledge in this town. I can't believe I didn't pick up on it sooner. Long shot, but Parker Wells' boundless ego was just big enough that he could have thought he was being clever. Might just have given me one last breadcrumb to follow. One thing's for sure, nobody's out stargazing in this mess. Odd place for a clandestine meet. Maybe Anton wasn't the only one with a taste for the theatrical. Park closed an hour ago, even if the storm hadn't been enough to chase everyone away. I got in before they closed the gates, keep from having to hike up in this mess and early enough to keep an eye out for anything to make me question my life choices. So far, nothing. At least nothing I could piece together yet. Don't know what I expected, but thought I'd catch a glimpse of some sign of ambush, despite the hellish weather. Movies made it look so straightforward, but neither hide nor hair of any of our conspirators. Until now. Eleven on the dot. Don't know how they got past the gates, but I guess money pulls a few strings. Kreitzer. Looked to be alone, but uh, couldn't swear in the dark and rain. So, do I wait until they're all here? Go in gun-drawn? Or trust my read on Kreitzer and talk to him first? Maybe head off whatever confrontation the others had planned? Uh, time to fold, or go all in? Mr. Kreitzer! Jimmy, I am surprised to see you. You look positively soaked, and I... My word, what happened to your hand? It's a long story. One I think I need to tell you. Probably could have called or called Fair to get you a message, but uh, my phone battery died. Honestly, I wasn't sure how to play things until just now anyway. I'm, uh, actually attending to some business here related to our activities, but a separate... I know. The White uh, Bluff Restoration Trust. What? Ah, your observational skills. Though I don't recall providing the name of the group in question. You didn't. Found out through other channels. But, uh, moment of truth, calling with a low pair here. Wells and Chambers set you up. What? Don't be ridiculous. That's them coming now. I'm sure we could straighten this all out. The land they bought was off 6th Street, not 7th. They worked with the L.A. County Assessor to fake the assessments, inflating them to ten times their value. That's preposterous. Why would they do that? Because the city's tearing the 6th Street Bridge down. They'll use eminent domain to seize the property for its replacement. Property the Trust now owns. So the Trust pockets millions. Only Chambers and Wells have taken Peter Norman's shares. Your shares. That's... Impossible. No official sale. It's a paper transfer. No inspections. Assessor keeps it under wraps. They've got this crooked cop, Malone, tying up loose ends. Lethally. My hand here is his handiwork. No pun intended. The fact you wanted to keep the original project secret, aliases and all, means nobody'd see the records. Just had to keep everything bound up until demolition started. Except I would notice it. They left you just enough shares they'd be able to keep the cash value of your stake stable. Only... Only someone had to screw it all up by poking his head around things he really should have left alone. Hello again, Jimmy. Detective Malone. Jesus, you really are the damn Energizer Bunny. I'd offer to shake your hand, but... Armin? What the hell? How did... How did you deal with Boyd? Got some experience evading people trying to kill me. Ask your boy Malone. I'd say ask Boyd, but she'll be kind of quiet here on out. How I knew you'd be here? 
You told me. Taking in the stars, tearing me apart. Can't keep your mouth shut for a minute. Chambers! What the hell is this all about? Anton, there's a simple explanation for all this. It starts with him having Malone kill the lead inspector at the <laughs> assessor's office, David Turner. Uh, Jesus Christ, call me dumb. I didn't kill Turner. Still haven't figured it out. Hit and run? Not my M.O. Gee, whose might it be? Any hotshot drivers we know? But, I mean, it had to be. Oh, there's no way. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. See if you can form that thought in your brain before I splatter it on the pavement. No, Malone, we can't... You have got to be kidding me. Not this time, bitch. Eleanor, I can't believe it. You, you got Malone. You, you hit him. You, oh, Jesus, Eleanor. He got you. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm so, so sorry. It's okay, Eleanor. It's going to be fine. No! Eleanor! No cigar this time. I win. One down. Next up, Jimmy. You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. Tonight's production, Quarum, The Gambler's Tale, All That Glitters, Episode 9 of 10. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, in association with WERALP, Radio Arlington, 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Cameron McNary as Jimmy Harmon, Emily H. Gilson as Robin Freeman, Laura Rocklin as Margaret Florian, Tara Garwood as Boyd, Pete Papa George as Anton Kreitzer, Daniel Riley Bush as Parker Wells, Kevin Murray as Glenn Chambers, Ricardo Padilla as Malone, Tom Kramer as Tom, Lydia Craniotis as the betting window clerk, Bob Hurley as the racing announcer, and Ariana Almajan as Eleanor Wallace. Recorded at Tulgy Wood Studios in Springfield, Virginia, with supplemental recording at a variety of independent studios across the region. Music by Brooks Tegler. For specific music information, see our show notes at jabberaudio.com. This week's episode was produced by Bjorn Munson and written and directed by William R. Coughlin. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. If you're enjoying Quorum and the other yarns we spin at Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcast provider of choice. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky for exclusive content and to help us continue to bring you further tales of mysterious suspense and high adventure. Until next time, this is Marsha Renz saying thanks for listening, and tune in next week for the season finale of Quorum, The Gambler's Tale. Next post is coming up. Be sure you've got a good view, because this is a race you will not want to miss. Next! Okay, what's your wager? Bet number one on the one to win. That's Snuffy Brown. And bet the trifecta wheel using one three with five one with one two. All right. Got it in. 
Here's your ticket. This is my day. This is my big day. Hast thou slain the Jabberwock?